This episode of the Council of the Wise Developers. In this Voices of the Tech Community episode, well, we've been starving for funding and major sponsor Morgoth Defense Software claims that we're not giving enough room for conservative voices, so... Well, we had to do something we're not proud of, you'll see in a minute. Then, Enoch Wise will interview Alex Karlamov, Engineering Manager at Yield Street. I'm Johnny McCode, Speaker of the Council. If we just keep saving our money, uh, maybe we can be out of this industry in five years? Probably ten years. I'm Johnny McCode, Senior Editor of Tech News. Here are some headlines trending in the tech community. A political action committee formed by New York City's RATS made a public statement this week demanding that tech workers begin commuting back to the office at once. Get your lazy asses back to work, said a RATS spokesperson. We're covered in disease all day, every day, and it doesn't make us falter. As of press time, the rats demanded the tech workers return to dropping delicious pastries on street corners and subway platforms. If their demands are not met, the rats have threatened to disrupt gaming streamers by finding a way into their apartments while recording. A local tech company this week decided to solve its problems with a reorganization. The unnamed tech company issued a statement. We've gone through many challenges over the last two years. A cyber attack, plunging revenue, and now a talent exodus. But we've realized that the problem all along was an incorrect organizational structure. As of press time, the reorganization was freshly executed and 50% of the company's remaining software engineers were begrudgingly signing back onto Leet Code. Uh, Johnny McCodes here, uh, Chief Sellout Administrator. As part of our sponsorship deal with Morgoth Defense Software, we are required to give time to this. Hello, listeners of Council of the Wise Developers. I am Kaiser Smith, coming to you on behalf of TruthBattle.info. The satanistic globalist cult that feeds on human misery has almost won. But vigilant, freedom-loving Americans like you still stand between America and utter defeat. Here are some of the incredible battles being fought for your heart and mind this week. How can America possibly lead the world when our best and brightest are punished for their success. The tech giant Orange Computers is still being ruthlessly mistreated by America, being forced to lower their fees it charges for developers on its app market. This is the most anti-American, anti-success bullshit that I have ever heard. Do you want healthcare? Do you want starving children to get school lunches? and put money in the only productive place it can help society. Giant, cash-starved tech companies like Orange. Let me tell you, brother, when corporate profits are threatened, what's next? I'll tell you what, North Korean soldiers murdering your children. It's true that big tech media companies have banned my show, but that's because they want to strengthen my reach. 
It's all part of the secret heroes embedded in the deep state, trying to get you to see what's actually happening in the world. Oh, I can't believe I have to do this. Uh, truthbattle.info listeners, we cannot continue to fight our banishment from the big tech giants without your help, so we're offering incredible deals on quality herbal supplements. Are you gaining weight just too fast during COVID? Try the new truthbattle.info weight loss herbal remedy! Amazonian yorva fruit, authentic Mexican cayenne, organic grasshopper wings, and lawn clippings. Nothing sticks it to the pedophile lizard men running the government like getting a trim and healthy new figure. And now, listeners, we have a very special guest, the QAnon Shaman. Good evening, Mr. Shaman. Well, hello, Kaiser. It's so great to talk to you again. I had a great time with you at the Capitol building. Sorry, I had to leave early. I would have followed you in, but my custom Italian suit can really wrinkle up when I wear them to insurrections. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Now, Mr. Shaman, what do our listeners need to know to keep up the battle against the globalists? Uh, Kaiser, what? I'm not actually the uh, QAnon sh shaman. I, I was copying the first shaman's look and and showed up at the Capitol protest. Uh, still illegal, I guess, though, because the FBI got me. Oh, uh, should we? Uh, hey, should we cut and run from this guy? We can probably salvage something. Pretend he's the original shaman. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah, Mister Shaman, you are the QAnon shaman, the original QAnon shaman that the media is afraid to cover. Oh, well, okay, okay. Tell me, Mr. Original Shaman, where do the globalists have you in prison now? Well, the public defender I got, he had me plead insanity, so now, now I'm in this mental rehabilitation facility. It's, it's horrible, but... I guess it's at least it's not prison. Does evil know no bounds? This travesty of justice is unacceptable! Jesus, Lord, give me the strength to strike down the walls of that facility now! 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 Oh! I don't think it worked, Kaiser. It's, it's okay. We'll send you money for your legal defense. We'll get you out of there soon. Listen, Mr. Original QAnon Shaman, we here at TruthBattle.info can help you in your fight. Our listeners are hungry for high-quality merchandise and boner-enhancing herbal remedies if you give us... Full legal rights the original QAnon shaman persona. Full legal right to the original Q QAnon shaman persona. We can start big merchandise sales to help you out. Okay. Okay, Kaiser. Uh, let, let's do it. Perfect. We're going to become the official QAnon shaman merchandise provider. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kaiser. Uh, say, though, uh, 
when are you going to get to start sending those legal defense checks you promised before? I mean, I'd really love to get out of this place soon. The, the medication they make me take, it, it makes my thoughts so fuzzy. Oh, don't you worry. The checks are mailing tomorrow. Just give it six to eight weeks to arrive, though. Maybe, maybe a little longer if Armani has a stand. But the money's on the way. Okay, Kaiser. Thank you so much. No, Mr. Original QAnon Shaman, thank you for being a hero in our battle against global pedophilia. Truthbattle.info listeners, here's another incredible offer from Truth Battle. Listeners, this just became available. The exclusive new Truthbattle.info American Sex Shaman Kit. The Sex Shaman Kit is a complete solution to recharging your sex life. It includes herbal love tincture. A sensual massage oil kit recycled from expired hand lotion in Rite Aid Dumpster and his and hers shaman kits complete with buffalo horns. Only $199.99 while supplies last. Storm your lover's capital before Hillary Clinton does. Now let's hear from our sponsor, Morgoth Defense Software. Some people think we at Morgoth are a big scary military contractor bent on destroying human life with technology. But that's not all we are. Hey, tech office workers. Big meeting coming up you're not prepared for? Are you in Texas and need to run down the street for an illegal abortion? Introducing our new app-based automation service, CAMAS, that is Kool-Aid Man as a Service. Robert, do you have that UI story done yet? Oh yeah! Distract from the everyday with a giant beverage smashing through the wall. Just point the Morgoth app at a wall and a Kool-Aid Man-shaped robot will burst through that very wall in exactly 30 minutes. Finally! Take control of your workday. I feel terrible today, but I'm out of sick days. Oh yeah! Morgoth Defense Industries. We're not just death robots. By revenue, we're 97.6% death robots. And now, for the interview segment, it is at last time. Our coding puppy is here. Enoch Wise is our glorious leader of the council. A billionaire transhumanist 10xer on the spectrum. His text editor is Vim, running inside Emacs, streamed into a browser, code executed on a customized Sega Dreamcast with free DOS installed. He eats his filet mignon with ketchup. I give you Enoch Wise. Hello, I'm uh, Enoch Wise, and I'm here with uh, Alexander Karlamov, Director of Engineering at uh, Yield Street. Hello, Alex. Hello, Enoch. It's great to be here. It, it is great that you get to be here. So, uh, just to get things started, uh, what is Yield Street? 
Yeah, so Yieldshoot is an alternative investments company. We offer investments that were previously only available to basically very rich people, to everyone. Huh. I, I have a follow-up question on that in a moment. Um, so, so who really uh, needs the product that Yield Street offers? I would say everyone, you know, everyone who's interested in investment. And I think it's everybody who should be investing their money. And especially if you want to diversify your holdings from the stock market, you know, most people have their money in the stock market and it's been going great for the last few years. So if it's going up, it's going up. But when it goes down and nobody knows when, but eventually it will, you could lose as much as. 50% of all your assets and uh, it's good to diversify invested alternatives. And that's where Yield Street comes in. Well, I am extremely rich and I like to have exclusive asset or exclusive uh, access to assets. So why would I be okay with Yield Street giving other people access to these sweet, sweet deals? <laughs> well, you need to be an accredited investor to invest in most uh, deals on Yield Street, which uh, I'm sure you are. Uh, accredited investor Obviously, means you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I know. I'm an For, extra accredited investor, to be honest, but go on. And some of our deals are available to qualified purchasers, which I'm sure something that you are as well. It's whoever has uh, 5 million uh, or more in, in investment assets. But if, uh, if you wanted to, you could only invest in, in those deals. If you're very interested, we could make a deal, especially for you. But there are deals on our platform that are available to everybody, regardless of income. Uh, and that's kind of the biggest difference between us and what's been before. It's like before you needed... $10 million and have your money locked up for five years to invest in some of the things that we offer to everybody. All right. Well, maybe I'll have my uh, lawyer uh, call your boss after this, but as I understand it, you just raised a series C. So maybe I'll inject some capital and we'll shut down some access to this, to all these annoying regular people. But anyway, moving <laughs> on. Um, so how, how would you say, uh, Alex, how, how easy is it to use the Youth Street application? It's very easy. We have a mobile app for iPhone and Android, and it only takes a few clicks to invest. And uh, some of the, uh, I recently heard a story that's been shared by one of our investors that he invested in one of our offerings while on the boat in the middle of, of a lake. And that was a very poor connection, but I still managed to invest, and that was very easy. So I think if you can invest, uh, in those conditions, then it should be pretty straightforward to everyone. Once I uh, I wrote a stock trading application uh, on the top of a mountain. How's uh how's the performance? Well, I wrote it in Haskell, so incredible, mm. incredible. Did you write your mobile application in Haskell? You know, we considered it, but 
in the end, we decided to use React Native as that kind of lets us use one code base for both iOS and Android. Is React Native a, a JavaScript solution? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, obviously not as powerful as Haskell, but no. worked very well for us. I'm not going to make any comments. So, Alex, tell me, why would I invest in a, a legitimate asset like a, a real estate or, or marine finance uh, when I could just buy Dogecoin? <laughs> well, it all depends on what kind of what kind of yield you're looking for from your investments and what kind of what's your risk appetite. Basically, you could definitely invest crypto, but it's pretty risky. It could go up, but it could go down. I'm actually working on a cryptocurrency right now, written in Haskell, that only goes up in value. Interesting. Interesting. Let's definitely... More, uh, more on that soon. Yeah, I would be. I, w I would love to uh, look into how that how that works. Maybe put that on Yield Street. I'm you, sure investors would love that. You probably wouldn't understand, but it's nothing against I'm sure. It's just very I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so the assets that we have on Yield Street are different than that. It's uh, some of the things like art finance, right? So somebody like a rich individual wants to take a loan for, let's say, $10 million. And they come to Yield Street and like, I, I have this artwork that's worth $15 million. Take this artwork as a collateral. And if I don't pay you back, then you know, Yieldstreet takes that artwork. So Yieldstreet will give this person a loan for you know, $10 million at, let's say, 12%. Then we would put it on our platform and everybody could invest as little as $10,000 at 11% you know, return. Yieldstreet would take like 1% in fees. And that's a pretty stable predictable investment like of course sometimes there's there's no investment without risk and sometimes things do go wrong but usually uh, it's pretty stable if if the borrower cannot repay then there's always a collateral so in this particular case like Yieldstree would actually take physical possession of the artwork and if the borrower cannot pay Yieldstree would you know, sell the artwork so there's multiple asset classes like that. There's hmm. real estate, there's uh, legal finance, marine finance. We keep introducing new asset classes all the time. Fascinating. Why doesn't uh, Yield Street just offer investments to the, the globe's few hundred billionaires like me? Uh, who really wants to deal with the filthy punks who only have a few hundred grand? Well, we um, we do actually. It's uh, it's a oh. lot. It's a lot of fun to open this opportunities to everyone. And our founder, actually, Melind, he saw that firsthand when you know, the market crashed in two thousand in 2008, 2009, and like wiped out a big part of everybody's 401k. Mm. And that's when he had the idea to kind of open this to everybody and let regular people 
have the same access that was previously only open to like very rich people, hedge funds, private equity. And it's been, it's been working pretty well for us so far. All right. All right. Fair enough. How much of the Youth Street application is written in Haskell? Fair. Unfortunately, not much. The backend, we're using Java, the backend. It's been, it's not Haskell, but it's been doing the no. job for us. It's, it's been reliable. It's uh, very performant, allows us to scale. And we use Java in a pretty, pretty interesting way that like, I haven't really experienced before coming to Yield Street. Like we use uh, Play Framework and Akka. Oh, um, uh, the, the active pattern. Right, right. The reactive programming, we use Kafka as a, yeah. like event journals as Kafka, and Kafka as a source of truth. So even though it's like Java proven and kind of uh, not really sexy technology, the way we use it is pretty exciting. Oh, all right, let's get down to the really interesting stuff. How long uh, until you can uh, fire all your fleshy human programmers and replace them with horizontally scalable nodes on the Kubernetes cluster? <laughs> I don't think we'll ever, ever be able to do something like that. Oh. You know, I, I've been in this industry since uh, 2003, and there's been similar similar conversations happening back then. And the senior people back then told me that these... Even in the seventies, people had ideas that like Kabul is a great language. You write commands in it in English language. You could automate everything. And you won't need programmers anymore. So, I think we will never get there. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, does Yield Street have a, a dating app feature? Uh not not yet. But uh. But it's a great idea. Maybe maybe we should. It, it uh, is a great idea. You know why? Because you can gather all sorts of metadata about your users and sell it to the data brokers. People's preferences, their behaviors, you can just know everything about them. And think yeah, about it. When uh, someone's making an investment, they're excited. Why not go on a date too? Yeah, if we ever want to just go out of business very quickly, we will definitely do that. And and of uh, if we ever want to lose all the trust investors have in us, we will sell their data. Until then, I think we're not selling anything to anybody. I, I'm not quite sure if you're joking, but okay. Uh well, let's move on to the, the, the lightning round, my favorite part, where I ask you the same questions I ask all the guests, and it's your job to respond uh, as quickly as possible, or else you will receive an electrical shock. Uh-oh. Yes, I, I modified your chair ahead of time. Should have disclosed that. Anyway, uh, so uh, are you ready, Alex, for the uh, lightning round? So now I get what it's called the lightning round. I wish I knew you that before. It. I'm very yeah. funny. <laughs> but I'll do my best. Okay. What's the best piece of business advice you've ever heard? Uh, probably from me. <laughs> so let's see. I'm not sure who I heard it from, but probably you. Probably. In fact, yeah, I'm sure I heard it from you. 
the best piece of business advice I've heard, learn soft skills, right? Mm. As, a, as an engineer early in my career, I was like, why, why would I do that? I'm just going to write the best code ever. And that's going to like speak for itself. But uh, no, I think all engineers should like, learn how to talk to people, learn how to listen, which is very, very difficult. And uh, learn how to sell which was also something that I like, that was a piece of advice that I struggled with early in my career. Like, why would I, why would I learn how to be a car salesman? You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, that's not what selling is. Selling is actually like helping people with the problems that they have. And most of the situations I think in, uh, in our careers, like day to day has some kind of selling involved, right? People negotiating, yes one party is selling something to another. So I think once I started really listening to that advice, things have become much easier for me. I do think that's great advice. But to be clear, when the singularity arrives in 16 hours, you will not need people skills anymore because we will all live in the cloud. Next question. What <laughs> book would you recommend to our audience if you were me? <laughs> there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of great books that um, but the one that, uh, the one I've been thinking of lately is uh, Zero to One by Peter Thiel, uh -huh. and I know he's kind of a controversial figure. So like putting aside people's personal opinions of him, that book has completely changed the way I kind of viewed startups. Huh. I was uh, really didn't understand like how things really worked, but once I read it, I think I stepped up to a new level of understanding of how startup game is really played. So I think everybody in your audience could really benefit from reading that book. Okay, fair. Uh, next question. Uh, what's one attribute or characteristic of a successful founder that I have? I would say inspiring people. Um, Getting people to buy into your ideas kind of hard. And yeah. uh, I've seen like the best startup founders can inspire the troops in any situation, even if things are tough. And you got me to join this podcast. So uh, speaking of say, sales skills, you, you convincing me that you're worth, worth interviewing was very good sales on your part. Thank you. Thank you. I work hard on my sales pitch. Yes. All right, next question. What What's one personal productivity practice you have that involves biohacking yourself with a uh, uh, legal substance? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I don't think that's really a appropriate question to be, uh, to be asking on a professional podcast, no? You're right. It's not a professional question, but I'm rich, so. Next question. What's a new or, or crazy business idea you'd like to pursue if you have extra time, but I would definitely do better? <laughs> uh, well, so I, I always have a bunch of, uh, bunch of ideas kind of floating, floating around. So one thing I've been thinking a lot lately, or missing, I should say, is flying. I haven't been on a plane 
or at the airport in a while. And uh, I, I've been thinking flying is great, traveling is great, but being at the airport is a pain. Uh, you get there and like you have a bunch of things you need to figure out where to go, where is my gate, uh, what do I do oh, next? Uh, just take a private jet, problem solved. That's that's brilliant. I wish I wish I could think of that, but just in case that's not an option, uh, I was thinking of like augmented reality for uh, hmm. for airports. So like it's basically you know it knows where your flight is and it knows which gate you have to go to. So there's basically a big arrow in my field of vision telling me where to go. I'm like that's incredible. I just follow that. And, My uh, lawyer is going to call you after this. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I uh, would love to, uh, if you could feel free to go implement that. And there could be notifications like get the passport ready or remove your belt because you're approaching security. And, you know, you'd basically just be able to go with the flow, take it easy, and may even like biohack yourself with uh, any kind yeah. of substance oh, yes. before getting to the airport. It'd be, it'd be better if I could just you know, add it to the raspberry pie in my neck so I just see it through, you know, through my glasses. No, no, we're, we're going to do this. I, I'm investing in that idea. The only thing is there's going to be a dating app in it too. So it's going to be this way to your gate, that way to you know, someone who matches your profile. Excellent. Well done. All right. Uh, what, what's an interesting or, or fun fact about you that would, that would help me uh, feel superior to you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so I learned how to program when I was ten, wow. and you know I'm sure that's pretty late. And like, you, yeah, you must be program. very angry at your parents. I was started at six months. Yeah, yeah. So I was way behind, and my parents got me this computer that was like obsolete by that time already it was called uh, zx spectrum which i'm sure you're familiar with all kinds of computers so you know that one very well i actually have a mansion uh, full of every computer every manufactured yeah I, tr I trip over that one every once in a while that's 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 great i i want to be i want to be invited one day um let's see how this interview yeah. goes <laughs> so uh <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it was a great computer. It uh, didn't have a monitor. You had to connect it to uh, to the television. It didn't have a hard drive, floppy disk drive, or anything like that. You had to connect it to uh, audio cassette tape, and like used audio tape as a storage mechanism. And every key you didn't when you press L, it didn't the character L wouldn't appear on the screen. Instead, it would be a command in a basic programming language. So like you press L, it would be load command. You press P, it would be print command. So you know, in order to do anything on a, on a computer, I had to learn how to program. That's kind of how where it, where it started for me. Huh. All right. Interesting. Uh, we're almost done. You've almost made it through the lightning round. What's one of your uh, most important passions outside of your work and how can you automate it? <laughs> uh, automating your passions is very important if a passion is not automated then is it is it really a passion right yeah who are these people 
I know. So I would say one of my passions is uh, listening to music. I know everybody loves music, but like, I'm the kind of person that sits down with headphones and like listens intently, not doing anything else instead of like having it in the background. Uh, like I analyze and I enjoy a lot of music. The way to automate it would be, uh, you, you mentioned, you know, Raspberry Pi yes. that's implanted in uh, somewhere on your body. Uh, if you could uh, listen to a song and then uh, have your implant, like analyze and record the emotions that you're experiencing while listening to that song and mm. then reproduce it on demand. So like, Instead of listening to a 15-minute progressive epic, you could just hit a button and all the emotions that you listened, that you experienced would just be injected directly in your brain in a couple really? of seconds. And Musical emotion on demand, right from the cloud. Oh, your lawyers, or my lawyers, definitely calling you after <laughs> this. Brilliant. Yeah. Are you going to write it in Haskell? Of course. Not a script, kitty. One last question. Why aren't you as rich as I am? <laughs> well, I, it's it's tough to be as rich as you are. That's true. Um, That's true. I'm sure you've been investing in Yield Street for a lot longer than I have. I'm sure you've been yes. with Yield Street since the very first deal, right? Totally. I've also hacked all your systems, but don't worry. I didn't steal any data. Oh, don't take it personally. Uh, I've hacked every system. Well, your 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 lawyers are contacting us. Exactly. Anyway, right? no, it's it's so. going to help me get a much better deal on investing in your personal uh, personal ideas. <laughs> That's great. I'm sure our lawyers will have a lot to. Uh, oh, they love of, that. Uh, yes, security <laughs> incidents makes their weekend. All right. Well done, Alex. You made it through the lightning round. Didn't get a chance to shock you. Maybe we'll have you back. Try it one more time. Uh, before we go, uh, what's a good way for uh, the scumbags on the interwebs to reach you? So uh, everybody should check out Yield Street. Uh, I, I can't tell anybody to invest in Yield Street, but definitely check it out. It's yieldstreet.com. And there's a lot of very interesting investment opportunities as far as uh, how to contact me. So I'm not on uh, any social media really, except for LinkedIn. What, so, what do you, you value your, your psychological health? Uh, kind of. Yeah. I think I have a Twitter account, uh, but I haven't used it in a long time. So don't contact me there. I would say LinkedIn is the best place to find me okay. uh, just find me on LinkedIn I'm not sure what's my profile URL is but if you search for my name I should I should be there well I'm sure people will be able to find you when we uh, launch our joint uh, airport dating app uh, augmented reality solution coming coming uh, <laughs> in the fall we could build yeah, that in three months, right yeah no I'll just do a lot of amphetamines we'll get we'll bang it out real quick all right. <laughs> oh, All right, well, a, it, was a... it was a pleasure being here. I know. For you, it was. <laughs> uh, absolutely. It was uh, enlightening, and uh, I've learned a lot. Good luck with all the uh, all these great ideas that you've, uh, you've come up with way before I did. 
I like to I like to say I gave birth to them because I'm a genius. Anyway, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the Council of the Wise Developers. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, it was a, it was an honor to be to be interviewed, and I'm glad that I didn't get shocked. Not this time. <laughs> the Council of the Wise Developers is a satire podcast focused on technology. Our goal is to first make you laugh, but also to make you question what you already think. That means we may give you cognitive dissonance. Feel free to disparage us on your favorite social meds. If we do give you cognitive dissonance, but you think this turns out to be a negative and not a positive, leave us some feedback on councilofthewise.dev. We intend to carefully consider feedback from our subscribers and may address concerns in future episodes. Also, special thanks to freepd.com for supplying us with public domain music. Much of the music on the podcast comes from freepd.com.